my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. If you're listening to this episode when it is being launched, I hope that you are able to take a moment in case this holiday was very different than it typically was to um, find a moment of joy, whether or not it was watching Home Alone or drinking some hot chocolate or looking at Christmas lights in your favorite neighborhood, I hope that you're able to to take those moments because you deserve it. Um, And if you're listening to this around the new year, happy new year. But let's jump into today's episode. Um, When I was thinking about what was going to be our last episode of the year, I knew I didn't want to wait to do the year in review, which was last week's episode because I was so excited about it. And by the way, thank you so much to everyone who um, sent support and kindness. I was really anxious about that episode. I wasn't anxious, but I was just like, oh, I'm talking about some things that I am actively working on here. Um, So there's more vulnerability. And so I just appreciate all of the kind words and people who um, resonated with it and people who have been cheering me on. Um, I see you and I appreciate you. And um, we'll see if I can find a way to um, incorporate that more in, in 2021 because part of what I'm hearing from people and from other people I admire and just what I see is when you let people in on the process as you're doing it and not just wait until you're at the end and I can wrap it up in a bright, shiny bow, um, that being taken along in the midst of it is also just as helpful and supportive. So for anyone who's also been working on their love worthiness journey, I will be sharing some things as well in 2021. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back to, um, episode 80, where I talked about, um, eight lessons, Uh, wins, growth areas, and dreams um, that I had and experienced and plan to take into 2021. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, 
By adding Cosamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Cosamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Cosamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Cosamain knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Let's talk about today's episode. When I was thinking about how to end this year, because this would be a five episode month, I was like, at first I thought I was just going to do a replay of one of the more popular episodes that I get throughout the year or that I get tagged in throughout the year. But the idea and the importance of closure kept coming up. It kept coming up for me personally. It kept coming up for the people around me and just people really needing to have final words with folks, but not being able to not being able to, because they were no longer living um, because there's just too much toxicity in those relationships. So they couldn't do so um, because the person wasn't open to doing it. And so there are, there's a lot of emotions and grief around those different scenarios. So What I would like to do for today's episode is I want to talk about four different types of scenarios that you might want to have closure with someone, but not be able to, and just want to give you a little bit of advice or tips or suggestions on how to handle that as you go into the new year. And then of course, if you're listening to this, um, past the new year, hopefully what I'm going to be sharing is applicable no matter when you listen to it. And in case you hear in the background, yes, um, my gardeners are here. I do not know why they come on Thursdays. It is Monday. (laughs) So I apologize for the buzzing. Hopefully it stops soon. So the four different types I'm going to talk about today are um, coping with closure, dealing with the lack of closure. If someone cuts you off and you want to reconcile with them, If someone cuts you off and you're upset about it and you want revenge, if it's a relationship that you wish would have worked out, um, but it's not able to for a variety of reasons, I'm getting closure there. And then of course, the last one, coping with a unexpected or unexpected or premature passing of someone that's important to you. Um, So let's start at the top. So let's talk about coping when someone cuts you off and you want to reconcile with them. So maybe you've gotten in a fight with someone. Maybe you don't even know what happened. Maybe um, they are very clear of what you did that was offensive to them or that was the um, last straw for them, but you weren't included in that. So you didn't have a chance to make it better. You didn't have a chance to, to fix it. And so now you're dealing with 
really wanting to move forward, really wanting to heal whatever might be broken with this person and not getting an answer. They're not responding to your DMs. They're not responding to your texts. Um, you might even be blocked in, in some places. The first thing I want to say to that is that first I want to validate how painful that is. Um, you know, you most likely put a lot of love and support and care into that person, into that relationship. You probably offered a lot of your heart to be open to them, to hold space for them. They probably were people who also may have known some things about you as well. Um, and there's trust. There's trust when you connect to someone, trust that they're not going to leave, trust that they will give you the benefit of the doubt, trust that you trust on their part that you will also give them the benefit of the doubt as well. And so when those relationships end, especially without knowing why or not having a chance to make it better, um, not only could that be hurtful, it can also feel like some betrayal. It can feel um, insulting and even disrespectful if, if it's one of those things where you're like, I wish this person would have given me the benefit of the doubt based on the history of our relationship. But I want to first start with validating those emotions because this is a part that we can skip by too quickly. We can skip by it um, and say, well, and just kind of logically understand and say, yeah, I hurt my feelings, but, you know, and go off to the next thing. But I really want you to take a moment to, to sit in that and say, no, my feelings matter in this. Like, yes, this person may be upset and this person might be hurt, but my feelings also play a part in this. This is a relationship. This involves more than one person. There's more than one side here, right? So there's that. And after you validate your emotions, you may feel some anger. You might feel some, um, some bitterness or res resentment yourself, right? You might go from feeling very empathic um, or sympathetic to what they're going through to being like indignant and how dare they, who do they think they are? Um, and I want to validate that that's an okay emotion to have as well. Some of my ladies who might be a little bit more codependent or you might um, get by in life by repressing your feelings more. This might be a hard thing for you to admit to yourself because you're so used to making your feelings small to make other people's feelings bigger. But it's okay for you to have some anger around this, right? That goes right along with the hurt. And it's just part of the process. Now you felt all your feelings. You've gone through the anger. You've gone through bitterness. Um, perhaps you might've even tried to reach out to this person, which can also be a step. But I really want to focus on what happens after you've done all of that and still no answer. One thing that you can do to have some closure is, and some of these are going to be things you've heard people say for forever, <laughs> but people say it forever because it works. And part of what might make it work a little bit better is if you do a little bit more of the validation of your feelings before you do what I'm about to tell you to do, which is you can write an unsent letter to this person. You can write a letter, um, which can also just be a journal entry, just sharing what you're feeling, what, what it feels like to feel abandoned or rejected by this person, what comes up for you. Um, you can write out whether or not you feel like you deserve it. You can write out, um, like I said before, your sympathy or empathy for what they, what you make up that they're going through because you don't know because they're not talking to you. 
um, or they're not open to talking to you and really process within those pages the emotions that you're feeling. This is a really important step to have because I think sometimes we will rationalize things in our head so much and just keep it moving. But meanwhile, the thoughts and the emotions, unless we actually process them, they get stuck in our body, they get stuck in our nervous system, they get stuck at stress, and they can grow into grudges and resentment and mistrust of future relationships, right? If I don't process what happened with this broken friendship, or if I don't process what happened with my cousin who stopped talking to me, or if I don't process what happened with my mean grandmother on my um, stepdaddy side, you know, um, whatever the relationship is for you, I'm going to carry that, that history and that knowledge into other relationships with people who may want to love me and may want to, to build that mutual trust. But I have this muscle memory in the background of what happened the last time I trust somebody and they cut me off. Right. And I don't want that for you. So we need to get it out, process it, let it go so that we can open space for other people who can be healthy and emotionally available for us. Now, if part of what you're going to say is, well, this keeps happening, like I try to let it go and I process it and I cry about it and I do all the things and then I meet somebody else and this keeps happening. Well, then there is probably something that we need to look at, some some trauma wound that you're reenacting, um, some way of picking people that, because um, sometimes people are very aware of their trauma and they're like, that's not helping me make better decisions, <laughs> right? Um, and so this is going to have to be a new skill that you learn. And so, of course, we talk more about that in our coaching program, but just wherever you do, you need to make sure that you reach outside of yourself to to break this pattern because you working through your own perspective keeps getting you this dead end, right? Um, and it's not because you're choosing it. It's not because you want it. It's just something subconscious. It's something that you're unaware of um, that, that needs to be re- redefined for you. So... That is the first one. Now let's talk about if someone cut you off and you don't want to reconcile, you want revenge, right? So they have lied to you. They've cheated on you. They've spread things that were um, untrue. They stole something from you. They abandoned you when you were younger. And so you have revenge fantasies on how you can make them pay you're waiting to the time that you get married to make sure that you do not invite them someplace or in, when your child has a, a, a birthday or there's a baby shower, like you have all these thoughts of how you're going to get them back on how you're going to make them feel a little bit of the pain that you're feeling, right? But you can't because there's been a, uh, a break in the communication. Either they have cut you off or even maybe you've cut them off. I think what I'm going to share is going to be helpful for those of you who are having these revenge thoughts in your mind, but you're not talking to them right now. Um, let me talk to that part right now. If that's you, my love, I really want to, I want to validate the extreme pain that you must have gone through for you to really want and need someone to understand how painful this has been for you. It has to be. You must have felt really abandoned and rejected and hurt. You must have felt really unseen. You must have felt really betrayed, forgotten, um, ignored, um, unimportant, stupid, ugly, less than, right? What, what they did really hurt 
and and I empathize and and I and I sympathize with you. And at the same time, you carrying around that pain and that anger and that hatred and that rage is not helping you. It's not helping your heart. It's not helping your nervous system. It's not helping your stomach. And it's also not making anything move faster in the universe or in the spirit realm or anything for you as well, right? The more you worry and the more you rage and the more you you want this, this painful thing to happen, um, it does not make it come forth. And let's say something does come forth, right? Karma does come forth. It doesn't take away from the pain that you ex- have experienced. It doesn't make time go back, right? It doesn't replace that hole that's been in your heart, right? Now you have a hole in your heart and they have a hole in their heart as well. There's, and it's not equal, right? It doesn't feel refill you to take something from them, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Or maybe fortunately, otherwise, you know, people might be hurting others a lot more. So, but that's what I want to say to those of you who are like harboring that um, hatred and that rage and that bitterness, um, my deepest sympathies for you. And also an acknowledgement that what you're needing, this, this might not be the way um, for you. So let's say that, like I said, before scenarios around someone's cheated on you or hurt you and now they've blocked you. They moved away. They've changed their number. They've gotten with somebody else. They have married your best friend. I, I don't know. Whatever scenario comes up in your mind for you right now. So your first step is to do what I just did for you, which is to validate your hurt emotions. And I, I really spent time on your hurt emotions versus your anger because underneath those hurt emotions are all the things that I listed. You feel angry, you feel um, bitter, you feel resentful because you feel or felt powerless, you feel or you felt helpless, hopeless, you felt ignored, you felt abandoned, rejected, forgotten, ridiculed, humiliated, ostracized, looked over, picked over, taken advantage of. You know, you, as I list these, I just want you to pick the ones that resonate with you or um, hopefully they prompt the ones that actually fit you a lot more. But I want you to really lean into these hurt emotions because that's where you're going to get your information from. Anger doesn't really help, help anything. One of the things that I have to um, teach um, my coaching students sometimes is when it comes to, when we start practicing, you know, sharing with your boundaries and we do role plays and how you're going to talk to this person and what are you going to say? Um, sometimes some of my students want to lead with anger. So they want to lead with, you really pissed me off or you really made me upset or I didn't appreciate when you <laughs> fill in the blank, <laughs> right? The, I didn't appreciate is always fighting words. <laughs> it doesn't matter how how gentle you say it, it has the same type of connotation as per my last email. It is it's just, it is three words that have a lot of strength behind them, right? And one of the things we have to, I have to, um, or I get to, not have to, but one of the things that I get to help my ladies experience and feel the benefit of is what does it look like to lead with vulnerability um, and to not be afraid of it? Um, to be able to do it in a way that is still protective, right? That you're not fully exposing yourself to people who are dangerous. 
and letting them run all over you, right? We can still have our wise caps on, which I think is really hard. We will go back and forth between not letting people in at all and then letting in all the wrong people and then wonder. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. What what just happened? Um, but I want you to validate those feelings first so that you can get information on what it is that you actually need, right? Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. And now that you have that information, your next step is to give to yourself what it is that you're wanting that revenge to get, right? So maybe it is a verbal validation of your feelings matter. Maybe it is a verbal validation of what happened shouldn't have happened, Um Maybe it is comfort um, and being held in some way, but 
we can find different ways to get closure when the people that we may need closure from are not available or don't want to give it or just too toxic and dangerous to give it. So hopefully that makes sense. Validate your emotions, get information from it, find out what you need, give it to yourself. The third type of closure that as we end 2020, at the time that I'm recording this, that um, people might resonate with feeling sad that there's a lack of closure is when there's a relationship that you wish would have worked out. Now, this isn't necessary. Well, it could be, but I'm not necessarily just talking about relationships with people who are unavailable or toxic for you or that you just weren't able to show up as your best self. Um, maybe it's someone that you were better friends with than lovers. Um, maybe it is an abusive or a toxic relationship and you just can't get over this nagging feeling and thought about you just need final words, right? Um, it's another thing <laughs> that I get to help women with in our program is there's, let me just say this, there is never going to be a long enough conversation or a deep enough conversation to, to make you feel satisfied with this relationship ending. It's not. Because part of the pain that you're feeling is not really about them. It's about pain that's inside of you. The unsaid words, the things you really want them to say, going back to the point before, these are really things that you are needing to learn how to give to yourself. It doesn't matter how many flowers they would have gave you. It doesn't matter how many times they said, I'm sorry. There's still a wounding that you have to be the one to do the triage with. And that's sometimes what we're looking for when we're like, I just need to say goodbye or I just want to stay their friend or I just want, uh, you know, I'm a grown up. I can I can be polite. I don't have to block them or any and all the justifications that we that we make to try to hang on to things where there is there is a need for there to be an end to it. And you're only you're only prolonging and adding to pain paying for you, paying for them, and you're taking away from the opportunity for you to actually find what will make you feel whole and fulfilled, what will make you feel settled, that will help you forgive the more you try to hold on to this relationship. If this is you and there's a relationship that you wish would have worked out and you're lacking closure, you might find yourself reminiscing about it a lot, thinking about it a lot, replaying a lot of the the scenarios of what might have happened. So I want you to go ahead and write it all down. I want you to go ahead and write it all down to get it out of your head. Write it on down every single scenario, every single thing that you think that you wish would have happened. Also the truth of what happened as well and what you're trying to get from it. The way I'm going to finish this is the way that I finished the other two. Learn how to try to give that to yourself, right? See if you can tease out what's the common thread, what you're looking for, and see if you can give yourself those words and that affirmation and stop going back and picking the wounds and opening the door to have one last talk, one last coffee to see how their mom's doing. You don't need to know all that. You have a new season, a new stage you're going into and they have their own as well. You can let it go and you don't have to hate them to let it go. Stop relying on hate and anger to get you to do things that are what you need to do for yourself. You don't need hate and anger to be a whole and healed 
woman. You do not need hate and anger to do an action that is related to choosing yourself, right? We need those decisions to come from a place of wholeness and you're worth it. In 2021, I'm going to talk more about that framework of being a healed and loved woman. But for now, I want you to stop relying on those negative emotions. We can do things from a place of joy and contentment. That's, that's the energy we're going for in 2021, ladies. One of peace, prosperity, um, of divine femininity, of, of growth, of expansion, of, of hope, of openness, of, of healing, of joy, of love. That's, that's what we are inviting in 2021, right? And it's okay to not take these things with us. And last, but definitely not least, it is coping with an unexpected death of someone who is close to you. Um, And I couldn't talk about closure this year in the year of 2021 without hitting on this. This year has been the year that many of us have been touched by this, of people who have been gone too soon due to COVID, due to other tragedies and sickness. I mean, even starting off the year with Kobe's passing to Chadwick Boseman to um, so many people and then people who are real life, tangible, near and dear to us. Um, People who are on the front lines, people who are not on the front lines and just living their best life, even maybe even trying to quarantine and not making it. Um, and it is devastating and is unfair and there's, there's no words for it. And so if you're one of the people who have experienced that, I want to say, I am so, so sorry, so incredibly sorry. And I'm sending all of the warmth and comfort that I can to you right now. And with that, I want to be able to share a couple of things that you might've already heard before um, from someone, someone's might have given you a pamphlet or a brochure. Maybe you've heard it from your pastor. Maybe you heard it in another podcast, maybe said more eloquently from someone who's more of an expert in grief and, and death. But I'm going to try my best to give you some things as well um, to help with this. So the first thing I want to share with you is um, to let yourself, to give yourself the space to feel all of the emotions that you need to. Um, Be it the rage, be it the sadness, be it anger, which is a different level of, of rage, be it the hopelessness, be it the loss, be it bitterness towards other people who didn't lose anybody, um, be it um, disgust, at how folks may have been responding to what you've gone through um, with either not enough compassion or just saying words that just don't fit. All of those things are okay to feel. And it's also okay for you to have joy and happiness as well. It's okay if you laughed sometime over the last week or so during the holidays. It doesn't mean that you did not Do not and did not miss that person. It doesn't mean that you are betraying their memory in some way. Chances are this person that you're missing wanted you to be happy and wanted you to have have joy. And so it is okay for you to have all the things that they wanted for you to have, right? For you to remember them um, in the good and 
and some of the negative times, um, negative moments as well. I want to encourage you to talk to friends or family or others as much or as little as you want. I would not suggest to never talk to people at all. Um, I know that when my mom died unexpectedly, um, she died around New Year's as well a few years ago. Um, there were a lot of people who were like wanting to be helpful and asking me how I'm doing, which by the way, <laughs> don't, if someone's, someone has just passed away in someone else's life, I don't know if how you're doing is the best question to ask because I mean, what's the response? Fine. And even if they do want to respond, um, chances are that many other people have just asked them that. So my point for you, if you are someone who's experienced this, you don't have to answer everybody's questions about how you're doing. It is okay for you to tell them, you know what? I really don't want to talk about it. Um, it's okay for you to proactively tell people, Hey, unless I mention it and bring it up, don't, don't ask me about it. And the people who can respect those boundaries will do that. And the ones who can't are the ones that you probably need to be paying attention to in general, <laughs> because those are the people who are like, well, I, I know better for you and I know what you need. And they probably have that same type of intrusive energy in other areas. So just be mindful of that. Just don't take on that energy because you already have enough that you're dealing with. Right. Um, but to the point that I was making before, even though I'm, I'm encouraging you to take the space that you need, um, I really want to encourage you to talk to someone eventually to open up about all the emotions that I just talked about before to talk about the memories that you may have had with them to talk about the memories that you wish you would have had with them and to not put a timeline on it. Grief changes different moments and different memories will bring different, different thoughts. So go with them, go with the range of sadness, of loss, of regret, of bargaining, right? Which is also a part of this playing back the words you wish you would have said, things you wish you would have done. Um, if this is a case of someone passing when they're in the hospital, either with COVID or unfortunately, you know, us as black women giving birth or anything else, all of that heaviness that you might have on your shoulders of things you should have asked the doctor and the things that you, that the things you should have said. I just want to encourage you to over and over, forgive yourself to over and over, give yourself the space to feel what you need, what you need to feel, to give yourself permission to feel joy and, and hurt at the same time. That's okay. It's okay. So grief changes. It gets, I don't know if there's a better, if there's a way to say this, it gets, it gets better in the way where it is not a daily heaviness. And this is for those of us who may have, um, lost someone this year where you're just now experiencing it. It's not a, it's not a daily heaviness, but you know, you, you're still going to be able to remember them and, you can still find rituals and ways to, to celebrate them, um, whether or not it's having their favorite color all around, um, their favorite flower, 
um, going to their favorite place every year, either around their birthday or their favorite holiday, or if you feel comfortable with it, the anniversary of their death or a day that might be significant to them, to their relationship with you, whether it's, you know, Mother's Day or Father's Day or Sister's Day, because I know there's a Sister's Day. It's totally up to you, but it is okay for you to move into that place of celebration as well. And you don't have to do it right now. Do not let anyone rush your process. And the last thing I would say for those of you who may have experienced this, in addition to taking your time and feeling all your emotions and taking space and telling people what you need and not feeling guilt about that, if they have a hard time dealing with it, they'll they'll get over it. Um, And if they don't get over it, they will find their own therapist to get over it. That's not your job. I want you to just consider what you want your next season to look like with the experiences that you've you've had. Right. And of course, like I said, this might this might all be things that you've already thought about that you're already dealing with. But sometimes tragedies um, can propel us and in a direction that's for our benefit. Um, because we see how short life is because of the things that we've lost. We, we make meaning from it and it's totally okay for you to make meaning from that. So whether or not it is reconciling with someone, like maybe you're one of the people who's cut off <laughs> a lot of people, right? You're the, you're the one that someone would listen to this podcast and think about, about how much they miss you. And so maybe it's you saying, okay, I don't want to be this person anymore and reconciling with people who really want to make it work with you. Maybe it is you have been rejuvenated in one of your your missions or what you think might be your purpose, and now you really are motivated to go out for it. Maybe you want to start a foundation in their name. Maybe you want to make sure that whatever happened to them doesn't happen to anyone else in your family, and so you're on a mission to make sure everybody has life insurance or um, um, power of attorneys or living wills or you know, again, there's, there's so many scenarios, but I want to encourage you to take time to consider what's important and what you want to do with this. You do not have to be stuck. And at the same time, you resting and you feeling your emotions right now is not the same as stuckness. Um, do not rush that process, but once you're ready to move and you'll know that however long it takes, whether it's months, whether it's a year, whether it's, more you get to you're the one who's in charge of this boat but whenever you're ready to move i want to encourage you to do that it's going to be the right time it's going to be the right step and um, i know you're going to make them proud so that's what i have for y'all today um for coping with relationships where there may be a lack of closure. I hope that I've said something that has is helpful to those who may be listening who needed it. Again, I'm sending you all love. I am so excited to walk into 2021 and make this anew to step into this abundant, positive healing energy. I'm excited to share more about that with y'all. And um, I'm just sending you all love. Make sure you take care of yourselves. If you're listening to this the day that this comes out, you have three more days. No, you have two days um, to enroll in the recovery school before that's it. (laughs) Until that's it. Um, I'm so excited for the ladies who are already there. 
We start in a few days. Um, if you're wanting to just go ahead and jump in, go to the recoveryschool.com slash enroll. The recoveryschool.com slash enroll. Go ahead and join us for ladies who are able to pay in full. You get a 90 minute one-on-one intensive with me on top of this, which is great because I don't do one-on-one things with to the public. Um, so, so that is going to be a great incentive. So sending y'all love again. Take care and happy new year. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 